Welcome to Family Business Conversations, a podcast where we talk with family business leaders and global thinkers about the unique challenges we face as a family in business. I'm Lisa Morel. I'm a second-generation member of Family Business, a recovering corporate lawyer, and an overall family business enthusiast. Maintaining and growing our family legacy is the mission. In today's conversation, we will be talking about how governance and communications in family businesses goes hand in hand. It is a pleasure to have with us Michael Goschalk. Michael Goschalk is a seventh generation member of a leading family business in the Netherlands. We share a deep passion about helping family-owned business establish adequate governance structure in order to remain united towards the future. Michael is currently a manager of advisory services at EY and has been named Best Young Professional for the Netherlands and Next Gen Leader in the Netherlands for 2018 and 2019. It's a pleasure to have you with us today and welcome to today's conversation. Thank you, Alicia. More than happy to be here with you. So for all of us across the pond that do not know the story of your family business, can you give us some context of what you guys do? So actually, my family has been in, uh, in a butchering for more than 300 years. But right now, we are the seventh generation of a company. It's called, as my last name, Goschalk. You know, the G is hard to pronounce internationally, <laughs> but Goschalk and Sons. Uh, seventh generation and uh, it has 200 million in revenue that work 500 people and it's still situated in the town where it's also founded seven uh, generations ago and that's a small town in in the Netherlands called Epe Uh, and right now three generations are working there so my grandfather is still working there with his brother my father and his two brothers and nephew and then you have my generation, which already are, uh, which consists of 13 people, but five of them are already working in the company. So they're knocking on the door to be the new, uh, to be the new leading generation. And how has your family history managed or how has your family, right, managed the complexities of being a family in business, right? We know that it's sometimes difficult all of us as families in business face the challenges of working together and growing together how has your family embraced this so that's also why i do what i do i i think it has been a a kind of a a natural process without thinking uh, about it too much that has been going well so far but right now, uh, or the generation of my grandfather was his and his brother. It was the same family. And so the communication was quite good. And also the, um, the, the, the values and common goals were, were quite similar. The generation beneath that is already consists of already three brothers and a nephew. So one didn't have the same, uh, how do you say, the same... Uh, a childhood as the other three did. And with my generation, there are nephews, cousins, uh, etc. So uh, the role of good governance right now takes a crucial role 
in uh, the potential of succeeding the family business towards a new generation. So maybe I can um, I can elaborate a little bit more uh, on that. Is Please it, uh, share your experiences regarding what you just mentioned, right? How do we establish good governance? And what has been your experiences so far that has led you to doing what you do, which we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So to succeed uh, from generations to generations, I, I, I first would like to tell you, you know, my my experience so far and my experience as a potential next generation has been observative, but also in involvement. So being involved. I really cannot remember a life without the company. And as I was a youngster, we were always welcome at the company. It meant that we saw the company and all the employees every week and attended also, of course, all, all parties. <laughs> but also we needed to help, as you probably know from all the other all the other family businesses and the families regarding that. This this was like a little bit of our our family motto. If we all help, we all have quality time together. So not one was working really hard and then uh, the other other people could relax, but we all needed to uh, to do something for the company as well. And this meant that we could attend uh, like a cow market from a young age and that we learned how, how sales was done here by the hand, by clapping the hand. Was really interesting to to know, but it also meant we had, we needed to do, to drive through the whole of the Netherlands in different cars, providing all the business part partners uh, with Christmas presents, and it meant that we needed to work in the factory when we were at a young age, just helping where we could. But the most crucial part that I wanted to observe was actually not within the business itself or how I could help, but within the family. So. I am uh, uh, the youngest of three. So I have a brother, an older brother, and a sister. And I experienced a lot of relational dynamics within the family. For example, I had been the, uh, it had been the tradition for six generations in our family to elect the oldest born son as the new CEO. I do believe that happens, that still happens a lot around the world. I don't know if you see that as well we do uh, yeah so and and here it it's it's the same and we also name the eldest born uh we gave we gave him the same name as uh, his grandfather and this is what we do generation by generation therefore i saw a lot of and that's what is called primogeniture going on but also towards my sister it, you know a female within uh, the first female within the uh, family uh, company, which also uh, realized me that there were different approaches towards her than towards my brother. And I also realized the incompetence of many families to communicate in a structured way. And that is actually what led me to do what I, what I do. Because I always like to tell the, to tell the story that a lot of fam families, and I believe my family is a little bit the same, communicates with two words. And it means they are no and okay. So it doesn't matter <laughs> how big your mail is, your WhatsApp uh, text, you either get a no or an okay. But you still don't know if that no is 
that he doesn't agree with the whole text or certain points within the text of you? Or the okay, does he agree with certain points of the whole text of you? So that's that actually led me um, uh, to towards what I do right now. And this gave me uh, the drive and the passion, of course, to find out where this all comes from and, and study families and family businesses and outside the company itself, of course. So your experience in the way your family business, the dynamics, the relationship dynamics that we have as a family in business, the things that are usually repeated from generation to generation sparked an interest in you in, in the sense yeah. and led you to, to be interested in studying and now working alongside family-owned businesses. Can you ex elaborate a little bit about what you do now and how you help families in business organize towards the future. Yeah, so I needed, because I, I was a little bit restless of, you know, everything what was going on, I needed to find out why it was going on. And, um, you know, all the studying and all I've did so far, it gave me a lot of insights. And to be honest, I learned more from the experts like, like you are in the field than from books but to answer your question i do believe my experience could help in the like the social emotional sensitivity which i need in the field of work but of course every family is different every company is different and so my experiences and beliefs cannot be copy pasted to another company to another to another family what i sincerely understood is is that the that structured communication within families plays a crucial role in the potential for success. And I believe that has a lot to do with managing expectations. I told you before that the only disappointments in life are there where there are unclear expectations. So what I do is helping family businesses to understand the expectations towards each other. I believe that's a really important. Yeah. That is one of the most <laughs> important, if not the most important piece in the puzzle. I want to go back to something you mentioned, which is very important. It's about understanding the social emotional sensitivity. Yes. Every family is different. And as and he, our conversation is today towards next generations of family mm -hmm. business. And mm -hmm. as next gens of a family business, we usually feel a very big weight. We usually feel a weight about how the family business takes up so much space because, as you mentioned, we've we've grown up with this. We talk about mm -hmm. it 24-7. It yeah. takes up so much time with our families that sometimes, sometimes we wish we would stop talking about the business and be able to be a family for once. Not on every trip do we have to be making decisions and checking emails and, and yeah. okay, you're laughing because that's what happens, right? Yeah. Or sometimes we feel, oh gosh, our relationships would be so much easier if we weren't working together or if we weren't sharing a business also, because mm -hmm. we know that there is a complexity there. Or we feel sometimes that they're enormous shoes to fill and there's an expectation that those shoes should be filled in a certain way. And one yeah. of the things that we know for sure is that next gen will do things differently. Because yeah. we are a product of different circumstances. And understanding and managing those expectations lead us to what you have pinpointed. The way families in business can be able to make professional decisions, manage expectations, and remain cohesive is if they're able to talk about it. 
And if they need in able to be in a, in order to be able to talk about it, we need to have structured communication, as I yes, understand, right? Yeah. yeah so talk a lot. So what what can families and business do to have more structured communication? <laughs> That's more structured. So I wish the answer would be like really easy and really small, but uh, it, it's not there. So first of all, I think. Uh, Every family should realize that every family is different. So there isn't um, a standard process to guide a family through and say this communication stream or the process or structured way will work for you as well. There's and also, no cookie cutter solution, right? It's that, not about printing no. a family protocol from the internet and having everyone sign it. No, no. And even then... If you sign something, it's not about the document you've, you've signed so far. It's about the process you under, you're willing to undertake as you are a family. And what I also do believe, and what you mentioned as well, is that the, the next gen is doing something different than you did. But that you need to understand that the next gener even is a different person as you as well as every member in the family is a different person as you. And I just read the, the uh, outcome of a survey of another big firm company. And they, uh, they, they said, okay, the next geners can play four roles. You can either be a transformer, which was the biggest role, or the steward, or the entrepreneur, or the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur. We've read and the same in forums. Yeah, I, I really, I really like that uh, that survey outcome. It was. It's great. But it also says to me that if you want your next generation to succeed, it's not only up to them, but also up to you. How willing are you? to give freedom to the, to the next generation and respect that he or she is a different person. And how valuable do you think his or her qualities are? And that is, of course, really, uh, th those are really important questions. So... As I saw that, uh, that uh, um, families, uh, because uh, back to your point of uh, how important structural communication streams are, I think, again, the only disappointments in life are where there are unclear uh, expectations. I do believe if you communicate in a structured way, you can you can uh, give or you can tell your expectation towards the future to the current gen and the current gen towards the next gen. And then, it, then it's about where are we giving each other space to be who you are and, uh, and, and, and make use of your strengths. And uh, I always like to play a part in that process <laughs> and we share that same passion you mentioned yeah. and i'm going to quote you on this if you want the next generation to succeed it is not only up to them it is up to you yeah. time and time again 
this job requires building a bridge, building a bridge between generations in which experience goes hand in hand with innovation and so it and, and what you've mentioned and includes value, freedom, guidance, and structure, right? right? But the fundamental, that fundamental, sometimes we see families in business come to us and say, we need to organize. We need to be able to plan, plan a succession plan. We already know what we want. We already know how it should go. <laughs> and that is a yeah. very, very big red light for us. Right. Because at the end of the day, our job is to understand and to honor the fact that everyone should have space to be who they are and everyone should have the space to be able to add value in the best way that they can. Mm -hmm. Adding value from your strengths and not from your weaknesses. Time yes. and time again, we see families in business think that the way in order to plan a succession is to be able to put a son, a daughter, the eldest, the firstborn in a position of power when they don't have authority. When we mm -hmm. go down and ask those next gens, what do they want? And they want to be an entrepreneur or they want to be able to hold a position where they're strategically overseeing a business or they want to move overseas or they feel that their best strengths is something else. And that gives right. rise to so many, um, we, we call them in Spanish, sequestrados. We hijacked <laughs> so many family business members that are hijacked, right? And yeah. there's a very big discrepancy between the expectations that are ex expected of me and the mm -hmm. ones that I want for my, when we know that in order to have a, family, a family business that transcends generations to generation, everyone can play the part and the role in the governance model that they right. are prepared for, right? And there's so many ways that you can add value. We've, yeah. we've spoken to so many families and businesses that decide on an external CEO and that prepare their next generations to be members of, of the board of directors, for example. We've seen time and time again highlighted that one of the key findings has been to have families not working operatively in the business and have them working on strategic because it, let's say, it simplifies complexity. Right. Right. And, and these are some of the, as you mentioned, it's the process of answering these questions together yeah. that gives us the outcome. It is the process of being able. I, I actually have, an, have a good example for this. So because you said sometimes uh, parents say, okay, I, I know what my children think. I know what their beliefs are. And I always like to ask them four questions, which I for sure to know that the next gen will answer differently than the current gen, but also will answer differently towards each other. Just to show them, okay, what we think we understand or what we think we know is not the thing we know. And so, so they answer the questions differently. And I, I once had the example that a parent came towards me. He was 75, really uh, wealthy. So uh, had a lot of... Uh, equity, a lot of wealth. And he came towards me and he said, okay, I have a business and it has uh, a profit of 4 million a year. And I have two sons and they don't want to talk to each other anymore. But, you know, I'm old. I don't want to uh, be the CEO of this company for very long. And uh, I haven't slept for three years. So we ask, okay, why not? And then it's not about the company. The company was making a lot of profit. 
he couldn't sleep for three years because his two sons weren't there at Christmas anymore. They were fighting. So we called up these sons and we said, okay, you know, your father wants to wants you to talk, talk this through and make, you know, look for an um, for a solution, a possibility. Are you open to communicate to your brother again? I said, yeah, okay, but first I need to hit him in the nose, <laughs> in the face. So we said, okay, now we need to look at you know another location. But <laughs> you know, as long as you're in the same room, we're satisfied. So we took a new location. You know, all the air was cleared and etc. To make a long story short, we found out actually that as a young boy, or they were young boys, of course, but as a young boy, when you when friends of your father or mother ask you, what do you want to be? You're saying, I want to be the boss. I want to be the, the big boss of the big firm. But for every human, for every person, being the boss could, uh, could be something completely different. You can mean something different. And this was the same problem here. One wanted to be the boss because he wanted to he wanted to go around the world and be noticed as the big boy, the CEO of the company. The other one wanted to be the boss, but he would like to uh, affix, uh, to, to uh, play a role in the operations and efficiency in operations. So what we saw was one was fighting for the salt and one was fighting for the pepper while they could be really complementary. And this is not what we saw, but this was a lack of communication which has led to years of problems and years of fighting while the answer was with good com uh, communication and a good structured process. This would never have ha happened and they would uh, lead the company already. Now they are leading the, leading the company and uh, it goes tremendous and the relationship is also really good. So. This old man came to me last year at the 20th floor in Amsterdam, went straight up, asked me to stand up, gave me a hug and started to cry. Because for the first time in his life, he slept like a baby for a month. <laughs> so, and that's, I believe that's the essence of uh, providing some families with a structured communication process. And um, yeah, that's a, that is, I believe, why we love what we do, Lisa. And that is the essence of doing what we do. Because at right. the end of the day, it comes down to having happy, united families and having those happy, united families be able to grow a legacy together. A conflict is just a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. families share values, and most of our families, I would say all of the families that we have been able to guide, share these common values. Any potential conflict is just a source of miscommunication yeah. or not. Or as we've talked before, of not be understanding that there is good governance that answers yeah. to the family and yeah. they can make decisions based on good governance. You know, what combines them, what is mostly the binding factor is the values and the culture. So that's also most of the time because you said, okay, where do you start or what's the process? That's what we, where we start. What's the culture? What's the value? What binds the family? Because 
it also uh, it also helps in in the decision making afterwards. I think you answered my my last question because 20 minutes have flown by. I, I wish we had 20 more because <laughs> I think this is so so useful for all us next generations understanding. Time and time again, you work for a big four. I'm a recovering corporate lawyer. Sometimes we feel like the answers are black and white. The answers are in audit statements, in legal work. And the answer at the end of the day comes from more within, right? And we've right. been able to train and to understand and guide families through this process. I, so I also question... don't believe that the, the soft skills, as some people mention it, I believe the soft skills are the hard skills of the future. So I don't like the word soft skills anymore. And what I, I also that. like to, to maybe to add is that the, because I would love to uh, next genus to hear this story as well, is it's not normal anymore that, uh, that a family member takes over the company without any questions so far. You know, uh, the next generations, they're well-educated. They know what they want in life. And uh, they sometimes say, okay, I want to, get into the company but you know we need to talk about this or on my way and even then sometimes i see that the current gen is not willing to talk about it openly and now i see something really nice i believe it's nice happening in in the netherlands sometimes the next generation as a whole is forming like a force <laughs> we are the future and we want to take the company to the next step but on, in our way, and we need structured communication because otherwise, you know, we're planning to for failure. And that's, that's great. That's great. The soft skills are the hard skills. And the I think I agree hard. with you that as next generations, we are a humble in the sense that we are willing to have these tough conversations, right? And it's about creating the space, the space, yeah for these conversations. And that's, yeah. I want to, I want to ask you our, 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 all the question we ask all of our guests, what uh -huh. is, what is, if you, in your experience, you come from a family business that has broken down the famous three, third generation barrier. You have, you have helped and you are now actively helping other family owned businesses be able to live the process of creating spaces and structured communications that will allow to, mm -hmm. to continue towards the future. But if there is one thing in this world of governance that you would say families and businesses need to get right, what would it be? That's a long silence, <laughs> but I believe that your love towards all family members can overwin all problems. And if you keep that in mind during a process like this, which can also be for years and even it can go on a lifetime, I believe if this is your value, this is your culture, and you think that love can overcome all problems, you will, uh, you will succeed. It comes down to values. It comes down to love. It comes down to unity. Right. Perfect. And. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Follow us on social media for more on family business governance. I'm Lisa Morel, and I look forward to our next conversation.